0: welcome to the outlier circle podcast this podcast voices the purpose of the outlier circle community we empower african postgraduate students in the uk to break barriers by providing them with the right support system
1: hashtag do it with others a brief intro to who Anu is so currently, Anu is a Global HR Consultant at Shell. She's also the Vice President and of the Covenant University Alumni Association. So if you're a Covenant Uni member, you might know her or you've heard about her and she's doing really amazing things in that area. She's also the founder of Career Paddy. So that's an Instagram page that she shares career um, guidance and advice and anything we to career so i know how she's passionate about this she used to be a people change and HR practitioner and she has experience working with large and medium-sized organizations within africa and europe so trust me you are in safe hands everybody so she moves to the uk for a master like i said we we're together and she joined Arab community after school I remember when she got the job and we're very very excited for her um like I said she works with Shell and she's going to be sharing some really really good tips for us today and I hope you're all ready so Anu please I think I saw you join hi hi everyone nice to meet you um
2: I know it's Friday evening honestly I know you'd rather be like Catching up on a Netflix series and all of those things, so maybe just ordering pizza. So, the fact that you're here today, um, hopefully, it's a good time together. It's very informal, relaxed. Um, I'm not here to lecture you, neither am I a motivational speaker. So, I'm here to just hang out with you guys and have a chat and basically just talk through my own um, journey through what some of you might be going through now. Um, I have a slide just because, can I ever be a consultant without a slide? <laughs> it's a taboo, um, but then it's a very, very simple slide and I was hoping that I could do some round table introductions, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a big number to do what I wanted to do. So hopefully um, you can feel free to ask your questions and just vibe with me. Okay, so I'm going to share my screen. Um, I'm not a Google Meet person. It's a part of me. So, um, to the as and I know, let's just hang together. Um, hopefully, we can have a chat around job search, navigating UK careers, and being a thriving immigrant. I will be the caveat to say I cannot ask questions on visa sponsorships because I did not go through that route. But aside from that, let's let's chat. Um, we can have a proper conversation. So I thought the best way, like I'm not, I'm not a narcissist, so I don't like to talk about myself. But I thought it'd be nice to, um, when I had a catch up with Ibukun and Ibukun, um, they, they did say that I should just talk about my journey, and hopefully, I feel like when I talk about my journey, we can then plug and play, and you can probably see there'll be common ground within, within, within the room and then we can sort of bounce ideas of that. I grew up in Ibadan, in Ibadan dead village. I don't know why my father bought a house there. Um, it was a terrible investment decision. The place is still dirty today. But I grew up in Ibadan and I schooled in Ota, So I schooled in um, Covenant University, went to F.A. as well. So pretty protected child um, through, um, through, through the time. And then from... Um, So i did my first degree in economics and i i thought i was going to um i think when i graduated i knew that i i wasn't sure that i wanted that this economics was making sense in terms of a career path but then i wasn't sure what i wanted and i think i had a conversation with my brother who is my career mentor and my career like idol and he said um that it's best for me at that time that i don't go for my masters after my uni and i think that was such a great advice i received then because i feel like most people when they're done with school they go straight to masters which is a good idea Um, but sometimes you're already pigeonholing yourself into the what you studied in school whereas if you have some time to explore work then you're able to sort of see what do I really like okay then let me try and specialise in this so that was sort of my journey um and then I went to I, I served in choir and trust me this is not everything makes sense what I'm saying is I'm not just trying to tell you my my history so when I was in choir um I that was where I started thinking okay maybe um I, I served in NTA e-learning and I started thinking, okay, maybe I want to, this HR thing, because I was sort of helping with HR, It was like any work, you do HR, you do payroll, one day you're doing, sometimes you go and buy food, all those kind of, you know, random things, but I liked the fact that the times I did HR stuff, like I helped the HR manager to maybe um, handle a payroll issue or something. People always, I always felt the impact it had on people, and I could see it for a fact that the activities I was undertaking were having direct impact on people—not just people, but their livelihoods and their families. So I, it sort of put something in my head around the fact that okay, maybe I could explore a career in HR. Anyways, um, left choir and then went into Lagos, got a job. <laughs> that was like a, it was like a whole year between NYSC, I'm mean, getting a job. So this, when it comes to job search and the words that came up on screen, tiring. I have experiences across geographies. So in Lagos as well, you know, searching for a job. I'm sure people, most of you here, if you're African or you're from Nigeria, you, you probably understand how the job market is there. Searching for a job and then I was, um, at some point I then got a job with PwC where I then, um, was working as, and there's a story around the PwC job as well because when I got into PwC, I was, um I was posted into the audit um department and um i I knew that i didn't want i didn't know what i wanted to be but i knew i didn't want to be an auditor or an accountant um and this is the story here and i remember like a day before the last the very last um, session we were going to have as grads, the country senior partner, big guy, very intimidating, came to speak with us, and he just asked us and said, "Who wants to change? Like, who doesn't like where they are?" It was like a trick question. Like, if I say yes, I think they going to sack me? Like, it was it was very weird. And then I was very skeptical to speak up that day. But then one other girl, very confident, just raised up her hand and said, "I don't want to be here." And he said, "Okay, where do you want to be?" And she said, "I want to be in advisory." And he said, "Who else doesn't want to be here?" And then I raised up my hand very shyly and then he said you know what pack your bags and go to advisory and that was how i was able to move from audit to advisory now what that each time i think of my career i remember that moment because that decision to even even though it was was me being shy that is trying to speak up for myself and be confident enough to say this is what i want and this is what i don't want has sort of taken my career on a different journey i always think of what i would have been like if i had gone into audits i don't know if i would have enjoyed my career path but i guess the lesson there for me was and this is something that you begin to see even more when you move abroad is in Nigeria we are thoughts to wait for our time Africans they start to wait for your time like your own will come and we don't tend to speak up for ourselves and be confident enough to express what we want and I think um that's something that even more so when you move abroad you need to be very very intentional about in terms of saying this is what I want this is what I really desire for myself and that moment is something is a pivotal moment for me that I will never forget because sort of changing in my career trajectory significantly um so i was in lagos and then that was where i started building my community i liked it in lagos it was a good experience and then at some point it got tiring i needed a break and then i was like oh maybe i should jackpot at this time it wasn't called jackpot jackpot is like three years back when did them when did them Normally nah, sing that song. Japan was like, "Sorry, if you're not Nigerian, here yeah, I use Nigerian lingual Jackpa is a Nigerian term for running away from your country." Um, and um, I, I thought, okay, I wanted a career break. That's what I thought I wanted. So I, when I was moving to the UK, it wasn't a, it wasn't a decision to move out of Nigeria at the time. It was more like I wanted to go and do my masters. I wanted a, a year break from work. So I did take a career break. I did not resign from work, and I said okay i wanted to come and do my masters and that's how i got into the university of lancaster um and there i did um i was very excited i would come into uni um lancaster is a dead town very dead town i don't know how many of you are in such areas now but i grew up in alakia let's not forget this is dead than lancaster so i was fine with people it, it was a very dead town it was um quiet the shops closed by four o'clock the uni was wa- was even so far from the town center so you were such a space right um but then i was still excited it was a good experience i was free from lagos traffic in lagos at the time i i once lived in Ogba i used to work I-, I lived so far from the island that i used to wake up at 5 a.m to go to work at some point um i i i lived closer but then i was just happy to be out of that i i can imagine that you know coming into the country that's the feeling a lot of people have is oh finally i'm abroad or i'm away from the things that i thought you know were frustrating me at the time um also you sort of think that um you're yeah, so excited About what's to come You know what's, What kind of experience Am I going to get here And during my Master's program Then I I just started to see, I went through A roller coaster Of emotions Like who sent me here Because then Work became Like it became Less of a career Break Let's not forget That the reason I was coming For master's Was because I thought I wanted A career break That was a terrible Decision Because it ended up Becoming very Very stressful um, But then At the same time I also felt like It was a waste Of my money I don't know If anybody else here feels that way But I felt like Master's was was, why did I pay you if I have to do everything by myself like <laughs> if I had to do everything by myself why am I paying for this master's program um and I also feel very strongly that UK universities tend to like they don't focus a lot on master's students they focus more on their undergrads and their PhD students cost me anywhere that's my opinion um so at some point I was like did I pay at this time I paid 17,000 pounds did I pay 17,000 pounds for this really um but then it was it was um it was it was one of those moments where i i just started to say you know what okay what can i get from this experience and that's where i started looking for jobs i started saying okay let me see what this market is saying for me what's the the market sort of what's my 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 vibe in this market now let's not forget that i had come from nigeria with some experience i had worked for about four years or even about four or five years in Nigeria and I'd come to the UK and one of the things that I thought when I came into this country was how dare me think that I will come from abroad and get a parallel job like obviously I had to start from the scratch that was the first thing I thought in my mind and you see I'll go to the next I'll talk in more detail around my actual reflections and everything we can go into questions but I started you know I started looking for graduate jobs because i was like who's going to like you, this is not your country that like, you cannot possibly think that you are going to just come here and become someone's boss right so i started looking at graduate jobs i started looking at uh, i had i had a paper on my wall at, at uni and i stopped taking account when i reached number 50 of jobs that i applied for um and i write the name of the company and then i had, Right, if I got a rejection, if I got a test, a um, link, and everything would always end in rejections, 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 rejections. I got rejections back to back, back like, you know, there was a particular day, I feel like that day all the recruiters woke up and remembered me. I got about six rejections on the same day, I was like, at some point I just started laughing, like, I mean, this, and it's so, it dampened me, it made me feel, it reduced, it made me feel like everything I learned from Nigeria and all the things that I knew were not you know were not important anymore i felt like my experience was irrelevant in this country and I, you know i just kept on and i think one of the things that he also made me do was i was not very i was in i was in like crisis mode so i would go out there and Applied for 10 jobs. There was a day I'll go to the library in, in uni and I just sit down and just be applying for jobs, I just kind of find a touch, just apply, clicking apply here and there. And just I was churning out the volumes of application. Um, and I never got one call, I never got one interview, I never even got some Some of them would not even. Tell you anything, just ghost you. They were also the ones where they would send you like tests. I, I don't do I don't do well with assessment tests. and I don't do well with assessment tests naturally. I'm not a great test taker, so each test always sort of threw me off as well, and it was so frustrating for me to be back to that place I was when I left. You know. NYSC and was coming back into, uni, into, into to getting my first job in Lagos and see back to that rejection moment was so painful and you know because of the rejection I was getting I then stopped living in the moment and I think this for me is a very now when I think of my master's year I don't have any memories <laughs> I don't have any fun memories because each day was me going to library i have a few memories of maybe i went to my friend's room we had a nice dinner but i didn't make use of that time i was chasing job i was chasing things and i was getting rejected back to back back to back back to back so it made me sort of feel and that was one of the moments in my life that i I ever really experienced my first bout of depression january 20 18 i can never forget i had come back from christmas from my brother's house and i had come back and then i had chicken pox and i was um i was in my room because i didn't want to tell anybody that i had chicken pox i was self-isolating in my small room um the moment i realized i had chicken pox, i had ordered food to my room anyways i was in that room for two weeks looking at my rejection meals applying for jobs crying every day i felt like my life was was it was like why did I even bother coming to this country it was such a dark moment for me and when I think about the reasons why that was happening it was because of the rejections I was getting from the jobs I was going for so if there's anybody on this call today that has gotten rejections even maybe you just even got one today I can tell you that this phase will pass and I'm not even trying to be an professional speaker here at this phase will pass the truth is people don't tell you how much rejections it gets for every linkedin post you see that says i'm happy to announce to you that i just joined google or i'm happy to announce to you that i just joined trust me there are rejections that underpin that announcement right everybody that has it, no one can confidently tell you and I, I can put it to you no one can confidently let them be the first class graduates of harvard from I think god god or whosoever they serve crafted their brain and put it in them they have had a rejection either in their even, even if it's a scholarship rejection or a job interview because the truth is that when you think of jobs right not every job is your job and it, this is not from a you know um, a, an inspirational perspective. that not every you cannot do every job that's the reality you cannot do every job and not every job is fit for your skills so from that perspective realize that everybody has to get rejected so you know that's something that i had to tell myself is everybody has to get rejected i'm in hr now and i can see for a fact that somebody can be it can be an excellent you know hr person or an excellent finance person and You apply for a job in tax and you don't get the job does that make you a terrible finance person of course it doesn't it just means the job was not yours and you know i think for me sitting on the other end and also having been through like um some interview processes trust me nobody wants to close out a job more than the person that is looking for somebody like more than the hiring manager so the way you are desperate to get a job is almost the same way that they are also desperate to find someone who clicks the button and i think understanding that not every job is your job and also being i'm a very realistic person so I'm, that's why i said i'm not a, i'm not a motivational speaker because i will tell you like you know people tell us things say things like um i did like maybe I agree that you don't have to meet 100% of the requirements of a job to apply to it. I absolutely agree with that. But I also know that right now, as with the job I am doing, if I apply for CFO of a bank, I will not get it, like because I don't qualify, and that's the reality of where I am. What can I do? What I would then think of doing is I would then think of maybe reskilling myself to be able to fit that role. But I won't let that rejection then make me feel like I'm in. I'm a bad person I don't have, I don't have, you know, I don't have um, values to give. So I think for me, that's what um, rejection taught me. Also, my master's period, I was very broke. I did not have money. So that's if you add brokenness plus rejection plus the time to, for, the, for the struggles of doing your coursework, everything was very, very overwhelming. And I can assure you that somebody on this call is feeling the exact same way. Because I even know that exchange rate now is not smiling. So I can't imagine how much people are paying to come and school in this country today. I can't imagine how much people are paying to come and, to, to live in this country today. A lot of people have also moved into this country with their families. I don't imagine what the stress and the financial stress looks like. And that's why everyone wants to just get themselves sorted. So I definitely understand it. And hopefully today we can chat through the questions you have, but also I can also share the things that I'm also thinking, um, from my, perspective Christian I hear you you said you got rejection today and we see you trust me understand that this day you will forget it later on because another job will come for you and I'm not even just trying to be motivational here it's just the reality of life things will go things will pass phases will pass and you would look back on them and reflect on what you learned from that phase or not um and maybe I don't want to get too hired of myself in terms of the things I actually really want to share but in terms of in terms of rejections and I think I'll probably just end this my master's bubble by talking about one of the rejections i got one of the most painful still most painful and i've got some rejections like in nigeria i've got rejections um i've got some rejections because you know, i told you guys i had 50 jobs on the wall and I, I i was rejected across all 50 jobs but the one that broke me so while i was you know i was saying, let somebody just interview me that's what i was just asking for like let somebody just look at my cv and say you know what i think you have something to offer let me interview you so i applied for this grad job and um i I had come into, and I finally, I'd written like a, I'd done like a video interview. I'd even done a test and I don't test well, but I was able to skill go through that test. And I was invited for an assessment center. And this was in, um, this was in derby so i was in lancaster this was in derby i didn't tell anybody while i was going for it um i was you know i was like ah, let me just go and come back um i went for it and i got there it was an assessment center i was at the time i was be like 26 i can't remember what i was um but i was in assessment center with like so you know like in this country they start looking for like grass start looking for a job like in i don't know if it's before their final year or during their final year so i was in assessment center with, like 20 year olds and like 19-year-olds who were just really cheesy were so confident they were just talking i was just by my side carried my bag and i was wondering like i was saying oh yeah talk like i couldn't even speak because i couldn't even i couldn't keep up with what they were talking about this is the reality of movies to this country like they're talking about things that i couldn't you know keep up with <laughs> remember that there was a time i used to try to you know i'll go on um i'll go on on BBC every morning to find the topic so that when I get into the office I can find something to talk about that was such a stressful moment of my life but you know when you just I couldn't relate with them anyways when for the assessment centre was a whole day and I thought I did my best. I was HR. I'd done this stuff before. I thought, okay, I was overqualified. I was qualified. I'd done it before. Definitely, I have a step in the in the room. And then um, went through that entire process. And then they told us that we we're going to get our responses on the Monday after. This was a Thursday. So imagine what that weekend was, like. Now, let's not forget that this company... Before I went for the interview, I had taken about a weekend. I read about the company. I knew everything about the kind of engines they produce. I knew all their CEOs from inception. I knew their vision statement. Tell me everything in the book <laughs> about preparing for an interview. I had done it and then basically went in on Thursday and then by Monday I was supposed to get a response and I remember that Monday was the longest Monday of my life. I kept looking at my, at my, at my, at my, laptop refreshing and <laughs> finally it came in we all know what this starts with and there i know um thank you for coming for the assessment center however the that's however uh, i was like yeah that's it and i broke down it was such a tough it was such a tough day of my life because i was like this is the one person that even decided to interview me and i still flunked now that day was the way Christiana probably feels today it was terrible. I was I was I was very sad. When I think about it now, what, what was I doing applying for a graduate job in HR? Like why was I doing that? I definitely did not fit that job. I definitely was was when you think of grad schemes. I definitely did not have the kind of mindset they wanted for their grads. I definitely did not also when I think about it, I didn't really relate with the team. I didn't, I don't think I put my best foot forward in the assessment centre. Um I wasn't very cohesive into their culture. There were so many things that I didn't do. Plus, they were going to pay me how much? I was I crying over the, the salary they were going to pay me as a. Grad. When I think about it, I still want to pinch myself. that why are you crying over that? Because, as I said, it would always pass, right? So, anyways, um. And I'll tell you what I did differently That made that made a difference for me Which is the most important thing um, Okay, so that was my, my master's story The one year passed I made no memories I don't have memories I didn't go anywhere People would go through like Towns nearby I would not go anywhere I would just stay in my room I feel like And I feel like it was It was a waste of to be honest, I don't think I made the best use of my masters. Um, and I don't want anybody on this call to, who's, who's doing their masters to do the same thing. Make sure that you create memories. It doesn't have to be expensive, but go out with your friends. Make new friends if you have to. Be with your family. Go out with them. Um, even if you get a rejection, I mean, go out and, you know, just, just make memories of it. Because trust me masters is in this uk i don't know about any other place except it's like a really specialized masters like it's just a tick in the box and that's the truth i I wish i wish people say this openly it is a tick in the box and also an opportunity to enter the country and to get into the system see it as that and no peace um don't I had a distinction in my masters. I'm not saying don't put your best foot forward. Try your best if you can. But don't now lose yourself because you're doing a your masters. Like don't lose yourself. Don't lose your form. Don't lose because that masters year is the only year you like as an immigrant that you actually have time. When you mean to get into work it's just a different kind of game until you have a leave or you have you know, leave thirty days in a year or twenty five days in a year. That's the only time you can really take. So don't lose yourself. Don't 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 um don't guess into the masters, I must, I must do this, I must get a job. All those things, things will fall in place so long as, and with the post-work visas that we have now, I feel like the pressure is way off your neck. So I know during my time, I had friends who came as well. There was no post-work visa at the time and there was so much pressure on them at the time to try and get a job before their visa expired. Most people now don't have that problem. So if you don't have that problem, I'd say, you know, that's even a greater step in the room. Anyways, um, so yeah, from Lancaster, moved to London. I um, was like, yeah, London. I like the money, but I don't really like you. So I currently do not live in London. I live in Hampshire, and um, I'm still. I don't still think this is my final destination. If we are being honest, um, I don't think the UK is my final destination, I could be in Dubai tomorrow or I could be in Canada tomorrow, I don't know yet. But anyways, back into, and that's just a quick story of my own journey, and hopefully while I said that, you can see yourself in one place or the other, either from where you, you know, from your master's or from your NYSE to when you didn't get a job or to when you are in Lagos or so you're trying to move abroad or even where you are now with your master's, trying to juggle school work with applications, with rejections, with money, um, or or you're trying to or you're even trying to transition out of masters into like i'm trying to settle into the uk in itself hopefully you can find somewhere along that journey where you can sort of pick something from as i go into the, the, the key points that I, I want to learn this is my only site and it's very we can talk on this side for two hours um but these are my if i could look back and talk to anu of 20 what year was that 2017 or anu of 2016 what would i tell anu even when it comes to job search in the uk firstly start early this is so important like although and i know a lot of things i'm going to say will sound contradictory because i'm saying leave i'm saying leave life but i'm also saying start early one of the reasons why so i landed my first job like before I was even done with my master's. But I but I can promise you that that wouldn't have happened if I did not start early with my applications. If you came into the country for your master's last year in September, and you've not started looking for the job that you'll be doing after your master's, you're already too late. You need to have started looking for the job you'll be doing after your master's today. Because in this country, I noticed that actually for jobs that are entering into the market jobs, it's always very, practice. Most times people secure the jobs in the year before, especially for graduates. If anybody here is looking for graduates, they secure the jobs the year before. And if you're just at this time trying to look for a job, you're already too late. And the reason why I need to start early is because then you have time to fail fast. So when you start early, you can easily then start refreshing because you're in school, you have that bubble of something is still going on in your life. So if you think it's hard having a rejection now that you're in school and you have coursework, imagine what it's like when you don't have any other things to do and you're still getting rejections. That's even harder, right? So what I'd say is start early. Start early. Go on the job sites, you already know them, I'm sure you all you all know them, the Indeeds, the LinkedIns, and start applying for jobs, right? You will get rejections, you will get some interviews, you will get some, you know, interviews that you don't get through. What that tells you is all those things are your learning processes. They help you. So in, in my life, between let's say October when I started looking for a job and maybe May when I landed my job, I had about 15 CVs and that's the truth because each time i went into like a like a process i'll go back and i think some of the, the recruiters would give me feedback or something i wasn't using recruiter at the time but some of the times i'll go back and just maybe ask a friend i will ask my brother or ask a mentor someone that i knew to look at my CV, they'll refine it i'll go back again apply for a job get a rejection go back and i was able to i had that luxury of doing that because i had school going on right i had school and I'm, I'm making a lot of assumption here that most people here you know, they've come for their schooling um i had school going on and therefore i could easily do that so my, my chat to you is start early it's easier for you to deal with your rejections while you have something else going on it's harder for you to deal with rejection when you no longer have school accommodation and you're living in like you, you need you need to pay your rent or you're living in a person's house and the person's already looking at you are you going to keep eating my, my bread and my drinking my milk it's a, it's a whole different ballgame in that situation so start early very important you will get your rejections, but every rejection teaches you one thing they teach you, they teach you how not to apply for jobs they teach you the jobs not to apply to anymore if you think that you've been rejected for so for example you're looking for jobs and you've been applying for maybe um for me i was applying for grad jobs because as i said i didn't think i was i didn't think anybody was going to recruit this girl that walked abroad and come and walk here and I, I remember one day i just called up my, my one of my mentors and i said and he, he told me he said stop applying for graduate jobs and that for me was the that was the decision that changed things for me was I stopped applying for graduate for different reasons they are very competitive and for that reason alone I wasn't interested in that competitive process secondly I actually was more experienced than those jobs could be I had skills that could actually be transferable in this country I knew for a fact that the things I was doing in Nigeria I could do them here as well so therefore why was I applying for graduate? why was I shortchanging changing myself right so for me I think starting early helps you to learn through that process and helps you to you know to have the conversation that you need to have with people secondly you seek help and leverage the rice community now rice community is very important see you're only as successful as the people you hang out with in this country in any country abroad if you go into a place and all they're telling you is that ah you can only be a carer you can only be uh, there's nothing wrong with those jobs i'm going to sell you there's nothing wrong with them so people do them and it's thriving them but if they're telling you that that's all you need to do if people are telling you that ah oh, we've come to this country now you have to start from working in the factory you have to start from doing these jobs if that's what they're telling you you're in the wrong community because i can tell you that there are people that comes to this country and their first jobs are 70k jobs 80k jobs because they are hanging with the right people so leverage the right community the outclass circle you have I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of success stories with you people that have told you things that you can do in this country leverage them let them sink it into your head the moment you start seeing that oh this person has done it before it's easier for you to do it because you find i find that people that where you land and the community you create can make or mar your journey in the country because people cannot tell you more than what they know so if they don't know better they can't tell you they can't advise you it's not their fault it's not their it's the fact that their own journey was they came to this country 15 years ago when they came in they had to do some factory jobs they had to do some carer jobs they had to do this before and now they're finally maybe working as manager in tesco and they are like ah, that's the path but don't that's not the reality for plenty of people there are people that come to this country and they get professional good jobs so leverage the rights community and make sure that you make the best use of those connections you have seek help you know if you have to get somebody to look at your cv um what i've learned and is that you know and we're going to talk about cv i'm just going to use this opportunity to talk about cv most of the cvs we have in nigeria i'm tired of talking about cvs by the way because i think i I, I talk about cvs almost every day of my life now it sometimes is tiring the cvs we have from nigeria lots of them are just just total blown First of all, like when you leave this call, and by the time you're on this call, I feel like if you've been on the afterlife circle for a while, I hope that you don't still have CVs that have like that have your. Name that have, you have to have your name, but CVs that have like your full address, number 16, this thing of CVs, CVs that have like your gender. I really hope nobody on this call has such CVs, CVs that have like, you know, um, entry statements that are long and say, I'm passionate about, you know, being a, and a, a finance person. The reason I want to work in your company is so that I can add value. Trust me, anybody, everybody that is applying for a job is saying the same thing. So why marital status exactly, um, Um, local government area, all those things are absolutely (laughs) irrelevant in the UK and anywhere in any forward-thinking country, honestly, those things are irrelevant. so all those you know introduction parts i have a bsc in economics i'm currently studying my master's in this i i want to join a company that's a forward thinking i i want to add value Everybody is seeing the same thing so why do you think the recruiter is going to read your own <laughs> i don't know why you what's so special about the english written so those kind of you know entry assessment need to need to refresh them to actually show the value you have so i am um I have four years experience in data analysis, working in um, financial services companies across Africa. For, by the way, tip, I always try to scale my Nigeria and talk about Africa more. So if I've done something in Nigeria, or my city, I'll say Africa. I'm not lying. It's the truth Nigeria is in Africa. The reason I say that is because it, it sort of positions you in a much more, um, when you apply for roles abroad, it positions you in a much more stronger light. Also, Quick tip: I know this is recorded, but all those writing your company name and putting Zenith Bank in Nigeria, just take it out because you don't know the biases people have, right? So just take it out. Zenith Bank, a leading commercial bank in West Africa. That's fine. You leave it with me, know You're not saying anything that is not true. You're saying the truth. Everything you're saying is, not, is true, but you're not putting even you're not putting the Nigerian say as if no, you're a Nigerian ambassador. You're not Nigerian ambassador. You, you, or Ghana, whatever it is you come from, you can take it because imagine it i mean imagine a recruiter that has two cvs in front of them think about the reason you have two cvs in front of them. you have um blake blake john that lives in that went to university of bristol then you have um let me call someone's name here, elua or laminde who went to university of lagos for their first degree they come from the work in everything is just nigeria and you, are, and you're, you, as a you recruiter, your name is Lily. You grew up in Bristol. Obviously, you navigate more towards the person, and everybody has their biases. To so be fair to them, so for me, that's another thing I try to advise people: tone down on the, on the Nigerianness. You know, if you want to even. Talk about what you've done, except you maybe even I that works in PwC Pw is, is, is a global company. I stopped putting PwC in Nigeria, I just said, put I leave this to your imagination. If you I imagine that I was in the UK, I was in the US, I did not tell you where it was, is you that is going to imagine what it is. So I try to also, that's one of the things that as immigrants need to be careful about. Also, it's to be very important to know that some people will not call you because your name is too so hard to pronounce. This is truth. Um, And these are these are things that these are little tweaks you can make. So I I know that some recruiters say because they don't want to offend somebody, they will not call Ogunel something. They will not call you. That's the truth, and it's the sad reality of immigration. That's the truth um it's sad and it's it's that's why now has that thing where you pronounce your name next to you because people want you to you know have the right um the right they want you to want you to be able to say the right things but really those are little tweaks you can make to your cv you know always talk about and cv is a whole different session but talk about your impact so a lot of people always write their cv's and they're talking about Litmus must test for your cv if you can if you were two of you doing a role so my name is Anu I'm doing HR job Um, Ibukun is doing the same HR job if my CV as Anu is such that if I remove my name Ibukun can put her name on it then I have failed because all I have done is I have just written our job descriptions for Ibukun too like that anybody can say they did so if, if, if our job involves us um maybe um, arranging files so uh, if I write my CV responsible for arranging files Bukku writes the same thing responsible for arranging files then that means she can use my CV I can use her CV now what differentiates my CV from Ibuku's CV would be I would say responsible for arranging 15 files for Clients in XY industry. While Ibuku on our own end might have been responsible for arranging only two files for clients in a different industry. That's how you make differences the way you write your CV. That you're making it specific and always, you know, seeing the value so what did you do then so what like think about it if you did not do your job what is the risk like if you did not show up to work today and you did not do what you have to do what would happen to your, to what your company does so if you did not perform this task will lead to a loss therefore your benefits to the company is that by performing that task you have saved them from that loss that could have been made and that's how you think about your role right and not just you know write a, a list of job descriptions and just say things that like, first of all if, if you go to your CV, so they remove responsible for is a very very weak language it doesn't show value, it's very very passive, responsible for is not a, is not a word you should be using on your CV also um, words like so start your words with action words managed, led, supported liaised with, you know action words and past tense very important cv is a whole different conversation but i just thought i'll put that out there for you to see second thing or third thing is linkedin see so linkedin when you move abroad i can understand why nigerians don't really value linkedin because we don't use linkedin like they do but in, in, in the uk in particular, recruiters uh, recruitment is a, is a big industry, and recruiters make use of LinkedIn a lot. So, if your LinkedIn is not is not updated and is not with the right keywords, it will be hard. For me, my dream is that people don't have to go through websites to apply for jobs like the best place you can be is where a recruiter reaches out to you on linkedin trust me if that happens to you you've already scaled like 75 percent of the problems of jobs of job search because the recruiter has looked at your profile and they've seen that you have value to add and they've then come to ask you to apply so they're basically at your mercy in that manner that's why i'm a huge advocate for linkedin if you can position yourself to be of value such that linkedin is where people come to you that would be phenomenal and if you have a good cv the truth is that you will most likely have a popping link because most of the things that LinkedIn requires are things that um are on your cv so make use of recruiting agencies also upload your profiles on all those you know haze recruitment um there are so many of them where they would actually sometimes recruiters go on there they will see your cv and they'll reach out to you and say are you willing to your, your your profile seems to match this job are you happy to be a part of it all those ways those are ways that are so easy for you to get a job rather than joining the queue of people who go online to go and apply and then being at mercy of ats systems and all of that um things that 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 draw people down so linkedin is very important if you are abroad it's a huge recruitment. um Driver abroad because even when you send your CV to people, there's a very high chance so they will go and check you out on LinkedIn. grant if you have experience over two, three, four years experience for coming to this country, please try and avoid grad schemes. It's too much stress. You don't want to go through that stress. Honestly, it is they'll take you through like tests they'll take you through to pay you how much like how much except maybe it's like you're going to work in like the investment banks or to go and work in like the law firms and that makes sense but if you have experience in this country, the good thing about Nigeria and the UK is that there are so many similarities in how our system works. That you can there are so many skills that you can easily transfer. The UK is very open that you don't have to they, they don't discriminate on degrees. You can come into this country and my sister came to this country, she doesn't have any UK degree. She went to Lautec, went to university of lagos and she comes to this country and she got a job because she had experience this country thrives on experience more than education so if you have experience come into this country and just take time to really sell yourself well and then um Avoid grass schemes. This idea that, you know, because you've come in, you have to start from the bottom, it's not true. It's not always true. I know that there are some times where you're trying to pivot into a new career path, and you need to recalibrate and start or go back to go forward. I agree with that. But if you're doing that from a place of you don't think you have values to add, that's not true. The truth is that most of the time, you do have something to add. Take that interview. The interviews, are for me, are learning processes. If you go for an interview and you, and you do not get through think about what you did wrong ask them for feedback most time, when you get to the interview stage in this country for most people they will then start to give you feedback about what you could have done better or they'll write you an email so for me you know even if you don't want the job right and they call you for an interview just go like interview sometimes just go and learn it also it also shapes you up it helps you with your responses that by the time you're ready to go for the main job you realise that you're you're ready. You've answered the questions over and over again, um, as much as possible. I'm trying to rush myself now so I can really get to questions. Don't settle. Don't settle for. As I said, I think I've talked about that. Don't let people tell you that it's not possible to have to come to this country and earn good money. Don't let people tell you that you have to start from some sort of jobs. Yes, some jobs have to be done to pay the bills, but don't settle there. Remain rem- remember your focus always. Very important when you finally get into the work i know most people here are trying to you know you think you think the job search part is you think is the difficult part <laughs> then you get into the office then you realize that this is another story when you come in and you're like what just hits me it's a different system um you have to unlearn a lot of things working from africa and where we work confidence for me is the biggest takeaway a lot of times when you come into this country as immigrants you think you know because you because we are very outspoken people as Africans we think we are confident but we're actually not confident most of the time when you get into the front of the people that you realize that your voice just dampens you sucky like your, your energy goes in one of my biggest feedback is as 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 articulate as i am on this call my biggest feedback is that when i'm talking on calls my voice dips and I, I don't talk i don't own my voice i'm like what is there to own so that for me is one of the key things that anyone who maybe has already got a job here confidence is important in this country they, they trust people so when i came to this country um in nigeria yoga you know your boss is you cannot go for a meeting without your boss your boss needs to be there to sign this off your boss needs to in this country, if you say you can do the job, they will put you in front of the clients, they put you in front of the person that you need to talk to. And that's when you realize that you must start stuttering. Not because you don't know what to say, but because there's a power distance in your head. You're thinking this person is uh, a director. Can I speak to this person? I'm only this. But that confidence is really important because truth is most of these people that we hear are contemporary wise people or, you know, folks who, um, we think are confident. If you listen to what they're saying, like pick every word they're saying, they're not making, they're not making more sense than a regular human being just that they are saying it so confidently that you are listening to them sometimes i'm gonna, I'm in a call up with people and someone so on is talking everybody's saying yes i'm like this person not making sense like mm-hmm. this person is not making any sense but they are saying it so confidently that they are able to own the room so for me that's one of the things that i'd say um we need to learn as immigrants and the other thing is hop to the top so hop to the top is a strategy that everybody that has not told you about this is just lying to you one of the ways to increase your revenue in this country to move up the ladder is to change organizations. That's the truth. When and that's 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 I mean that's that's what I've found for people that I haven't changed organizations much. I don't think I'm at the top yet. But learn to be open minded. The truth is when a company recruits you in first you feel very loyal to them. or realize that in this country, the greatest pay increase you can get in a year is single digits, right? So, if, you are, if you're if you're if you're already coming at a low negotiation power. It's going to take a long time for you to actually undo that if you don't change jobs and go somewhere else. I'm going to stop saying that. Let's interpret it the way you want to interpret it. But up to the top is a strategy that most people don't talk about, but is actually really useful for some people. I know there are people that have also been in organizations where they actually do make a lot of money, give them all the bonuses, congratulations to them. But if you enter a company in this country, there's a very high tendency that every year they'll give you like a 2% increase, 3% increase four percent grade that doesn't make any sense in terms of context of you know actually scaling yourself up the final thing is have an open mind i mean i know that you were a you were a you know a, a, a marketer in nigeria you were your know, customer service you've come to this country and they've told you they've told you that it is where money is. product management project manager you say no you want to become a marketer because marketing is your passion <laughs> my point is have an open mind have an open mind try new things try new career paths um yeah there, there are different things you can do in this country there are jobs there are jobs guys there are jobs out there you just need to be able to position yourself in a way, recruiters are tell I was on a call today with recruiters from other companies and they were saying how difficult it is for them. It wasn't a work call, it was a personal call, and they were talking about how um, difficult it is for them to actually get candidates. I'm thinking, how can you say that? People are out there looking for jobs, people are not writing the right CVs, they're not having the right profiles, they're not using the right keywords on their LinkedIn, they're not they're not positioning themselves for success that recruiters are also having the problem of even finding people the way you're we are also having the struggle of you know finding jobs so that for me is my key point that's what i would tell my if I was to look back in 2016 or 2017, that's what I'll tell Anu of to think about. I'll tell her to start early. I'll tell her to seek help and leverage the right community. Use LinkedIn, go there, use it, Milky dry, use Recruiters as much as possible. Do not apply for grad skin because you have experience. If you don't have experience, it's a different conversation. Take that interview, don't turn it down. I know it's not the job you want, but just go for it. It's a learning process. Don't settle. Be confident, hop to the top, and have an open mind. So i'll stop sharing now and see if there are any questions from the room happy to chat or any comments
1: um loaded that's all i can say <laughs> like i'm just trying to calm back down um thank you anu. that's that's what i can even just see i'm just trying to i'm trying to settle but if people have questions feel free to unmute yourself um or type it in the chat whichever one you're comfortable with Please don't be
0: shy. You, uh, Can I just say that Anu is amazing? Like, yes. Anu, <laughs> you are amazing. And I need to calm down with with, with delivering how great what you just said is. But honestly, I feel like what I've really learned... I'm going to switch on my camera in a bit. And um, what I've really learned from, what, from how you went through your journey, um, even up until you ended this, was the fact that Number one, the community that you involve yourself with actually makes you know if one thing is possible or not. Um, I think that is so so true. When I came into the UK, the thing you said about jobs, right? Um, now, not not full time jobs, but um, part time jobs when you're schooling. I remember someone. I remember people telling me that the only part time job you can get is admin roles or retail roles. Honestly, like I know. And i'm thankful that i had the idea about like um full-time rules like i had to start applying early blah 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 but we got part-time roles i actually thought it was only admin and retail jobs you can do it was until after my masters <coughs> um the more i started like talking to more students researching more for for the outliers community i said ah, wait they employ people into proper roles and you get paid well as well. And like I just never knew that. So it just shows you how that knowledge just really it really motivates you and lets you know what's possible and what isn't. Um and one thing I also really, really liked is the hop to the top. Mm-mm honestly because <laughs> you realize that when you get it because i'm making this point because i know that we're about 40 people on this call right now but we have some people that are students and we have a fair percentage that are already working so we have about 20 percent on this call at the moment if i was to probably give a rough range because i i can rec- recognize some of the names actually in the industry and sometimes you're you just feel like uh, I mean, I'm good, I'm here, so I can I can keep, I'm still doing this, I'm still doing that. And one thing my sister told me was, "Ibukun, ask yourself, what do I want? Before you start a role, what do I want out of this role, and when do I know it's time for me to move? Don't ask yourself that question before you start, no. Because when you enter, you're just like, oh, it's good, it's safe. Because security is another thing, right? It's safe. Let me save up. But if you are able to ask yourself those questions before you start, by the time you get into the job, you know when it's time to move. You yeah. know when it's time to move. You yeah, know, exactly. um, yeah. I'm going to stop there. Let other people. Yeah, exactly. Just
2: on the point. On the point you made around when there's um, I don't know who knows about career masterclass. There's a, there's a guy there who spoke Kilishi. um, Kileshi, i not sure. Can't him now. Um, he's an ED at JP Morgan or one of those banks, and he said that he gives himself two years. Very after three years, there he asked himself the questions. But then his own was. You don't even have to leave the organisation. You still want another role within the organisation. Like mm-hmm. two years is a good time to know if you like a job, if you are doing well on a job, if you are. What's next for you? So two years, the two year mark is really important for me. That's what I've I've learned with him. It's a good time for you to say, okay, I still have stuff to learn. I'll remain here, or this is the next job I'm looking for. Therefore, I I can go for that. Like I can say a couple of
1: questions and other some questions are yeah um okay so first one from claire any advice for moving in a new area of work so i'm guessing you want to talk about tech please correct me Well, that's what we're
0: having honestly okay
2: yeah um well first of all tech is first, nobody was in tech like 15 years ago, right like the kind of tech we're doing now so that tells you guys that is it is, is it is a it is a it's an industry that is very open mm-hmm. to people. People to the the experience. Experience. right. So it's not one of those industries like maybe law where you say you yes, yes, have to have experience. God. Tech is very open to people, yes, right? Yes, like so if you're going to people from customers and in first thing is what part. Tech is such a broad like tech is everything. There's project management, there's product management, there's data, there's you know, there's um there's, um, there's um, the, um Java, there's developer. What part of tech you want people to? Pivot in? I the customer service person. I would my own da- okay so data analysis um, mm. then what kind of mm. go on LinkedIn look at data analyst people
3: mm.
2: in the UK what kind of experiences do they have so what kind of trainings do they have is there a particular training you have so for example if you want to go to PM I know that it would be nice for you to have the PMP mm. or it would be, be nice for you to actually join there are so many training mm. platforms now
3: for black people well, I, I, I don't
2: know. want to name names but you can yeah. chat with me later I there are so many of them that more. they will train you up yeah, to become PMOs, me. to become business analysts, and they will even, you know, put you on projects and their programs, such that when you then want to even get a job, they actually can reference you and say that you have worked on these projects in the organization therefore you can put but them on, you edited you know, on, their, on your CV and say you've actually I done that kind it. of work they do it there does. platforms that do that in the UK do your research Yes, so many of them that are even led by black people mm-hmm. so they know us and they know our, mm-hmm. our realities so mm-hmm. do trainings I'm not a huge fan of certification certification because if you certify 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 certify, mm-hmm. certify and it's no experience it's a waste of time
3: mm-hmm.
2: so training programs that mm-hmm. give you mentor, that give you all the job experiences are good ways to you should sort of pivot into tech um you know there's and it's going to be easy so i'm not going to tell that today tomorrow you get the job you need to talk to people you need to use all your all the tools in the book you need to use your good cv you need to have your linkedin you have to talk to people you have to try every there's a popular yoruba i'm yoruba it's popular yoruba saying that says one road does not enter the market on a con water every everywhere you are going from enter the market from the front from the back from the side. So long as you have a goal, right? So it will not be easy, but you can do it. I know my sister currently; she's she started up her twenty sister, so not the same one I talked about before. But I'm not start my, She started off a job in PMO. She hasn't done it before, but she had she went for these trainings She and she she, she, she actually moved from customer service to project management. So those things are happening again. Community, find the right people that will show you the way. Very important
1: thank you Anu. i think i was going to comment on the data analyst because i used to be a data analyst so i could probably talk to the person personally if they want yeah. but within data there are also areas of data yeah. so when i did data analytics i was analyzing websites and app traffic as well as <clears throat> helping to optimize websites and apps so that's one side of it and then we also had the data science people who actually worked with the algorithms the back end stuff so what part of even that data? you want to do and i think it's also important to maybe have a bit of training i was trained but i did things like adobe analytics google analytics browser Mm -hmm. stack like there were things i had to learn and actually harness data from customers so i can talk to you later but i think it's also important to identify what part of that data do you want to do so thank you. Um, next question is Lillian. So Lillian said, "Please, is there okay, thank you Anu, very loaded presentation, um, please, is there a website where we can get proper CV templates?
2: So when you say templates, what's like, where they, first of all, I, sorry Lillian, I don't like hearing that question. <laughs> I feel like we fixate on the wrong things when it comes to CVs. So what do you mean by templates? Like someone, someone has written the job for you because a template, like your CV, do you know that? You can put your CV on a blank paper. If it is saying the right thing, your will call you. You can put your CV on a blank, like just a blank white paper. Your name, put your spaces, and if it is the most important part of the CV, is the content of the CV, right? So I'm going to answer your question from content templates. Go on Word. What has templates? If that's what you're talking about, template. But if it's content, a good way to know the content of a job is trick way. You are looking for a job in, um, in JP Morgan, and you're looking wants to be a customer service person at JP Morgan. Go on LinkedIn, search for customer service JP Morgan. Human beings that are doing that job today, what did they write that they are doing? How did do they write that they are doing it? That's a good way for you to understand how to then write your own. Also, go on LinkedIn, go on Google, data customer service CV example go to images you <laughs> will see so many examples of how you realize that it's the same thing you're doing but someone has written it well someone has written it better than you are so don't get fixated on templates all these things about templates where you know you put your you put emoji put color honestly it is irrelevant as much as possible the simpler the cv the better for you if you put your cv on a blank paper and it's saying value the call you they don't care and remember when i when I in recruitment in nigeria i used to be so obsessed when a cv is fine but does not have Ooh. content It obsess mm-hmm. me more Because so you spent All your time Designing the CV But you actually don't meet The requirements of the job So in terms of templates I don't know Go on Google Search for templates. They are everywhere. There's no website anywhere that has it. that But in terms of the content of the job, even um Microsoft Word actually, mm-hmm. when you're doing a CV, there's a CV assistant embedded in Microsoft Word where they sort of pick similar jobs from LinkedIn, so back to LinkedIn. The people that have similar jobs that you're doing and it sort of suggests you how you can write. So LinkedIn is
0: to understand how
2: to write a job. Mm-hmm. you, that's how it also helps you to but in terms of templates please forget about it use any easy templates yeah you can use don't put them, don't put emojis just mm-hmm. simple the most important thing is the content itself
1: thank you yes yeah, so Wura, i was going to say that as well once you open i don't know i think it's maybe just the algorithm once you open your cv in microsoft yeah right? A, something comes up on the right that just says TV. Then you can actually mm-hmm. search for mm-hmm. roles. It helps you to post mm-hmm. up on LinkedIn. So that's definitely something you can try. Thank you, Anu. Yeah, Thank you so much. I just feel so loaded <laughs> to be honest. Um, okay, so next question. Um, okay, sorry. Take- sorry. Sorry, mm-hmm. I
3: think that um, we've got the last question about templates. I don't think she might have been necessarily asking about like templates as about how it should look. Maybe she's asking like what are the things to leave and what are the things to take out. So, earlier I was saying, oh, remove this, remove that. And a lot of people were not there or were not on this call at the time. So, maybe with regards to the template, she might have meant like, okay, what are the things that I should put, how should I put it and things. Not exactly... Mm-hmm.
0: I'm too sure look of it. I'm sure okay, that's fine
3: Um. Anyways, that's um okay, <laughs> so I can can I a quick yeah, run through yeah. What
2: you're to be today? Start it off with your name Um, As much as possible, remove your middle name Honestly, like, just make it simple for people Your first name and last name Your I don't like full addresses I like mystery I don't like 17 or flat 5 Just put hook London or you know London, England Or you know that kind of thing the reason why i'm very skeptical about that is that sometimes sometimes they will not take it out because if for example there's a job in aberdeen and you're actually happy to go to aberdeen but you've already pulled london they might not even call you because they're not paying relocation allowance so knowing that maybe your brother is in aberdeen and you're happy to live in your brother's house right so you mm-hmm. take out things that would eventually like um um shut you down so address um was very very I'm skeptical about putting the phone so maybe be just a city and town, or just a town, or just a area, whatever it is. Then um, your phone number, obviously. um LinkedIn link, very important. So if you can put your as a hyperlink, just put your LinkedIn URL in. So that's almost like your introductory part. Then, for some people, they have like a personal, like it's not perfect, like a career profile. So this is not. This is not. I am. My name is um this thing i am 18 years old or I, I have a PS. this is i am a customer service manager with nine years experience in doing blah 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 i have worked for companies to help them to optimize their customer service operations maximum three lines there's more than three lines you've already said too much right so maximum three lines the next set the next stage for some people will be like a skill section um skill section is it's very very it's not important but most people put it there so that they can have the keywords that the job is looking for so if the job has said they are looking for specific skills just pull like a skills not a long list of skills um because of space what i tend to do is do like a two column on word where i can put some things here and put something there. just list skills here you're not writing things like teamwork You're you're not writing things like teamwork and you know um and maybe um integrity all those things you're writing things like data analysis knowledge of azure knowledge of you know those are the things you're writing as your skills and after that you move into your personal now god i didn't want to go into cv but um if you are a what you know the idea is what what sells you Like what sells you more So if you don't have experience And your education is selling Put your education first So if for example You don't have much of an experience But you are in school Your girls may be a 2-1 Or a 2-2 If you are the first there. You don't put it there If you are the first class You want to put that in front So that's almost like a selling point But after some time Nobody really cares About your first class again When you've been working For 6 years 4 years 5 years Right So your skills Your work experience Then takes the lead In that that essence So think about it what sells you more for example my education doesn't sell me even my master doesn't sell me my experience sells me so it's important of my CV so then after the skill section either your education or your experience put your experience at your company one thing I always advise for people for immigrants is because people don't know, the, so for example, you might have worked in like a Zenith Bank in Nigeria. Zenith Bank is a big employer, but people don't know Zenith Bank here. So, what you can do is when you write Zenith Bank, just put like top two commercial banks in Nigeria or you know, leading commercial bank in just to give them a sort of breadth of the kind of organization you work in. If it helps, also if you're holding roles that have generic titles, like maybe your your role is Business support officer It could mean anything In any organisation That's another place For you to just put Maybe like a quick one line, everything must not pass one line in isolates to explain what you really do. And then, obviously, when you do that, you then put your um, job, what you did on the job, make it very impactful, not a job description, but actually your job achievement. So, what did I do, and so what? And then, um, do that, and then put your education, put your volunteer experience. If you have volunteer experiences, um, you don't need to put referee available on request, it's not important. Um, as much as possible you can have a two-page cv um it doesn't have to be one page i don't think it has to be one page But i think two pages is just a bit fair for anybody to have even because even people that have like 20 years experience they are able to have two-page cv so let alone you know with your four or five years experience you should be able to have a two-page cv so that's a that's it that's a rundown of it templates of what a cv should look like what i've just told you is on word it's on white paper word there's no color anywhere there's no there are no margins anywhere there's no box here that has like you know tick boxes to say i have four skills three skills no it's just a simple cv so that it, when you even get on ATS, applicant tracking systems this process as well sorry i see such
1: a long topic i can't possibly yes but that's fine thank you thank you I yeah
3: thank okay.
1: you
3: anu. sorry sorry to interrupt can I can I ask a question please yeah go ahead um, I'm in transit I'm so sorry it's uh, hi know. it's nice to see you again thank you for your wealth of wisdom every time um okay so um my question would be so I, I, I joined a little late and the points are said that um if you already experienced that you shouldn't um last term graduate programs so um I remember asking you some questions in the DM some time ago um, about my husband getting a job, like an offer with PWC Northern Ireland and, you know, like it was more like a graduate role, but then I thought that, you know, because we deliberated on it together, I thought that it was, you know, like, but, but he has so many experiences and like he's starting on the right thing. So in my mind, in my, my Nigerian mind, I thought that, okay, like, okay, this can give us tier two And then also um it's something that can like that I feel like will trump some of the experiences he had, you know, with the names of the companies not being very popular and all that. Like a brand like BWC should help his C V so to say. So yeah, he's currently still in training and the offer is ridiculous <laughs> to my surprise. And not ridiculous, ridiculous yeah, but he's gotten some other offers. He's been applying for a lot of like a lot of jobs now. B A Rose is doing so many things to, you know, get so much more. But P W C is offering like a, a very low amount, and you know, so i will Like I'm still insisting that yeah, I think P W C. So what what would you say? That's a very personal and situational question. I hope I'm not said too so much, and I hope it's allowed. Thank you. Honestly, take this with a pinch of salt.
2: Hmm? If your husband goes on that tier two decide you're going to burn him they are going to burn him for a couple of years. Are you very, Are you okay with your husband earning that amount of money for the next two three years, when That's he what could I thought. Mean, <laughs> when he could be any more because it's pretty a Honestly, let's take it. Well, let's take it to the DM. I don't want to give you, I don't want to give advice that people would, would talk about. Thank honestly, you so I think much. You should, I did review that. Um, Thank you so it. much. No Thank way. you.
3: I'm so grateful. I, I, and I'll try if it's possible tomorrow. I can just buzz you and let yeah, you know Thank you so
2: much. Anna. Thank you. I'm not a recruitment. Um, I'm not an employment. No, expert. no, 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 it's just no, my, no.
3: No, not just personal, <laughs> yeah, no, just not personal ad- yeah, just my personal yeah, this
2: is my personal advice. Yeah. Okay. Please
3: you. ask have a question. Sorry, please
2: sorry, sorry. There's a question, there's someone who has actually typed a question. Through sorry, through. I don't want us to um because people have really okay. their voices in the room, I don't want us to miss those have questions. Yeah. Sorry, um December
1: will come to you. Yeah. Sorry, we'll just run through the ones in the comments first, okay? Um, so Kaede says, thank you Anu, this is really useful. Can you share insights on cover letter? How can one repackage a Nigerian working <laughs> for a UK job? I think it's funny because we talked about this.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can tell me, just to be fair, I don't like cover letters. I don't consider myself a, an expert in cover letters. And I am I will not tell you what I don't know. Um, I haven't written a cover letter in a long... As a matter of fact, if a job is asking for a cover letter, I run away from it. <laughs> because it's like, what am I writing? Um... But I think it's the same, it's the same thinking of your cover letter should be telling them what you have and why did you hire you, right? How you structure that, honestly, I feel like if if I see, if someone writes a cover letter and I read it, right? It's easier for me to tell you okay this is how he reads me but i can't exactly tell you what the structure should look like most jobs don't ask for cover letters any anymore by the way so i don't if you're if so i mean that's another thing to think about so if you don't have a strong cover letter don't let it deter you from applying to job. most jobs they ask you to fill cover letter but you can skip that part and you still get a job right most of the time cover letter has now been has been replaced by that email you send with your CV. That's also a cover letter. It's a covering letter. Like you're explaining why you're you're applying. So if you, let's say a recruiter reaches out to you directly and you want to send your CV to them. The email you write you not know, just saying please find attached. you can just put a, a bit of a blurb like i have over asian experience in this i'm i'm interested in looking for jobs in this sector or that sector you can put that as a cover letter and an email but in terms of structuring cover letter for this are world bank jobs i'm not the person to chat through that apologies um but um if you have a draft i'm sure that if you had to lean on your community someone can read it for you because it's basically english language um and they can tell you how to rephrase it well but i can't tell you exactly i think it's if i'm reading a cover letter i just want to know why i should hire you except it's like all those weird jobs where they are asking you for you know tell us a story about when you change the world that's a different conversation i don't look for jobs like that they stress me out
1: the same energy I have To be honest (laughs) Um, Thank you Um, So Kylie, I hope that answers your question But of course We're always here to help Um, Yeah Okay So the next one is From Shuri So for a project manager Energy I think this is probably More specific um, What would you what, wait, wait, wait. What, okay. training? what training or certification would uh, would you suggest to so Scrum, Agile, PMP in order to switch roles within the space? I'm
2: not a project manager, but um, I think Agile and Scrum are... I think PMP seems to cover all of those things. So I feel like PMP is is well known. Is a, a lot of project managers have everything, by the way, because that's what i'd say if you were to start somewhere i'd say pmp gives you the broader project management experience now project manager energy or project manager mining i think project management is a skill set that can be transferred in different places and most companies are working in an agile way they are thinking of you know working so it's, i don't think it's different from any other industry in itself most companies are just looking for project managers that have the skills of today so um i'm not a project manager but from the little conversations i've had i think i've seen people get jobs without pmp's um and i've also seen people get jobs because they have pmp but they also have agile you know specifications or they've gone for scrum study all of those things um, or they are i mean so it depends on don't don't there's don't look for a job for the energy sector look for a job as a project manager, project manager rather. Um, and I think PMP sort of gives a broader um, view but please chat to a project manager um, they'll tell you exactly what's best because I'm not
1: a project manager I'm just winging it thank you okay so Jennifer says thank you Anu but can we get tips for those without experience okay so
2: um, that's not my story I came into this country with experience but I remember that when I was also looking for a job in Back in Nigeria I didn't have experience um, so I know that I think it's the same is the same principle of if you don't have experience I'm a realistic person if you do not have experience and you're applying for jobs that are asking for experience then you may not get a job because you don't have experience <laughs> right so but if you are looking for it so that's it that's reality of i'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a motivational person i'm not going to tell you to apply for a job that you have no experienced for some people will they are right i'm not right i don't know so if you're looking for jobs that are happy to hire you because you don't have experience so they've said you know zero to zero to one year experience required or you know it's a grad job or then what you are really showing there is from your experience of uni or what kind of things have you done so that's what differentiates the nigerian graduate from the graduate from the uk the nigerian graduate goes to school for four whole years comes out and all the graduate has is their degree the uk graduate has gone to school for three years ish comes out with internship comes out with summer jobs comes out with you know pro um, programs they've done on campus they come out with all those things that they already have a one-page CV and that's one thing that we don't have which is why I said like, it's hard to compete with them in that space because they have so much experience and they've been made for those schemes. But if that's where you find yourself, today, what can you do? Like, have you worked in, have you volunteered anywhere before? Like, when you say no experience, I don't, I don't believe it. Like you've done something before. Like, you've volunteered somewhere before. You're currently organizing something for your church. Those are things you can write up on your CV because it's your reality. You can, I won't tell you to lie to say what you don't have, right? So, write it, but write it in the same concept of, write it as value. If you were working as a, receptionist and you're helping someone a personal and executive assistant and don't say things like handled phone calls and emails no you know responsible or maybe managed um, diary management for executives man, uh, managing multiple diaries organizing um, meetings across regions that's how you talk about yourself it's the value on yourself you're talking about it doesn't matter if you ask when you say those without experience i don't understand i, I mean i can't believe that you have no experience like except maybe you you, you, you just came from uni into masters, but even at that, there there are things you can latch upon. Maybe you were in the service units in school. There's something you can, you know, you can, sorry, I've shown that I'm a student. Um, but yeah, you were, you were somewhere and you can always, you know, draw on this experience and write it out, but also manage your expectations go for jobs that are don't don't i don't think you should apply for jobs that are asking for this favor and i know that there are spiritual things and there are all other things that happen from a realistic perspective if you are applying for jobs that ask for what's and you have it you have the, the education it's If you, you don't have experience and they are, they are focusing on your education anyways that's the truth so talk about your education talk about your degrees talk about your modules you have space to do that on your cv and just yeah um express your value
1: as much as you can yes thank you i was kind of going to touch on that but you've, you've covered it thank you so i will read or in last question Femme Genere, you can go next but then are there any other questions because we are nearing 7 30 and we still have just one more thing to do after which is to introduce the careers team so just so I can gauge how many questions are left. I have an in-cursolar engineer. If you want to ask a question, let me know so we can manage the time. Okay. Um in personal last question is well thank she said thank you. Please, what are your tips for one year placement jobs? And also can you use an experienced C V to apply for placement jobs?
2: Yeah, I think I think if the place, placement jobs are part of your uni um pa? Huh? that's that's it and then then go for it like i think they are good experiences so if you i didn't go through that process i will not talk about the process i didn't go through i don't know how to do it but um if you if you are looking for if your jobs are placement jobs then and you're part of the what you might do so is tone down the experience a bit like if you have like ten years experience for example and you're looking for a placement job and placement job is asking for basically don't go there with like bang 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 because it reminds me of the of what I said about when I went for my um for my interview as well one of the reasons why they think pick me was because I, I came across as too experienced. that's the reality so when they say you're surfing for a job it's actually true they think that you can't learn from that job so in that kind of situation you know just write your cv in a way that shows that you have value but you're not throwing out my 16 years experience 15 years experience look at what the placement job is looking for and what you have on your cv and then almost you know see how you can Answer the question. I always say that a CV is answering a question. A CV should be answering the question that the job is asking for. So um I don't think because you are experienced, you should not apply for placement job. I'm not saying take out things from your CV. I don't, I'm not saying remove jobs from your CV. I'm just saying write this in a way, if possible, try to challenge yourself and keep that CV to a page. Because what keeping it to a page means is it, te- it helps you to remove things. So then you are, you, at the end of the day, you are only talking about what needs to be said but i say yeah definitely um i think placement jobs are good experiences to have um the tips for them are not any different from any other job i don't think they're special jobs they're jobs they need people to get into so there's, there's a tip for placement jobs i think another the only thing i'll say is you could also leverage LinkedIn for placement jobs so you could go look for people in the company talk to them tell them you want to be doing placements in their company and they can also always have influences i feel like when for placement i know this time for placement jobs there's a lot of flexibility on like when the job is posted on the website it's a grad job so somebody in the company might be able to do something for you for a placement job compared to other jobs that are you know full-time if that makes sense yep yep
1: thank you i feel like i might even know the person because my sister did a placement job so if you yeah can, exactly. um that's fine because so my sister i can probably just lean on her um okay so fem junior please you have the floor and you're welcome and anybody else please let us know so that we can know how we manage the time thank you
3: thanks anu um my question is how long do you think do you think someone can stay on the
4: job before they hop to the top <sighs>
2: it's not me that answer that question <laughs> um I, I don't think there's any timeline I think is what do you want for yourself what do you want for your career um two years is a good time to check if you are still enjoying the job if you're still i think one year is a bit too early because you're still settling so two in two years you've received two performance appraisal ratings you've been on a couple of there's a trend for you to check so two years is the time to check if you still like the job you're doing if you still like what you're doing what's the market saying about your skills in two years you've also improved your skills so therefore you can start to see what's the external market saying. But um I won't say after you know after five years or you know fifteen years you leave a company. There are people that have been on the, in a company for fifteen years and they are thriving. So there's no there's no rule. But I think the two year mark is a good time for you to check yourself and to see what you have and what you have so far Also what's the external market saying? What are your friends in other industries earning what are they you know always keep an eye on the external markets what's happening there when you go on Glassdoor, door what are you when you see jobs that sound like your job how much are they asking for and that's a good way for you to also sort of start to um recalibrate but there is no recommended years you can leave a job in six months in one year in two months in whatever it is But i think three years is a good time to check
1: if you're still enjoying a job okay thank you um i hope that's okay thank you you. yeah yeah no worries thank you okay any other questions please
4: going once twice okay twice. hi hello okay yeah. um hi and um hi Hanun so good to see you like thank you so much so you don't know how much you've influenced my mind today like you've really really changed my mindset I came to the UK in September I'm here for my master's as well and you know, like you said, like you know, your community actually matters. Like you said, like it was one of the challenge I was facing, really. Like people saying, "Okay, coming in, here, you just have to settle for, you know, do just from many jobs and all and all." I actually know what I wanted to do when I came to the I'm into education actually, and I actually wanted to get that a lot of it because I know what it could be here, even though I have a UK experience. When it comes to education, and you want to start here and all, but quite a lot of people saying so, so many things, and, and with what you said now, I just see me possible that it's actually really really possible not to just settle for that like you really really influenced me today and and i really learned a lot from you thank you so much and i won't mind connecting with you actually i'll I've, switch you up on this immediately and i could see that and also i don't hope you don't mind like reaching out to you and all that yes
2: all right thank you so much I'm say that's that, that before I can't be can't say, can't with say with it with ourselves.
3: Because I not message But yeah, reach I was eventually I'm, get um, to the um, message.
2: Um, um, I'm not like uh, a celebrity. I'm just terrible with messages. Not because I have like 70 DMs. I'm just terrible with messages. That's the problem. But please reach out to me. Um, I'm happy to have send you a voice message, which
1: is always easier for me anyway. So. Alright. Thank you. Anybody else, going once, twice because we, we still have a Section and I know it's Friday evening and people want them, you know, time to themselves. So please, if you have question comments, please let us know now. Other drops in the chat, or you go off mute whilst I move on to the next part of the event. Okay. Alright, so thank you so much, Anu. Lovely, lovely having you here. Thank you for answering questions. Thank you for dropping your gems of wisdom. You can follow her on Instagram, Citi Speaks, or Kariapadi. Either of those, she's always giving opinions that are thorough, okay? (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next part of what we're doing today is to introduce the careers team to you guys. So last December, yes, people are praising in the chat. Thank you, guys. Um... Okay, so last December, a couple of us came together, inspired by Emeka, actually, yeah, I hope Emeka is the call cool, and other people, um, and we've created the Careers team for the community. So, in this section, we're just going to introduce ourselves to you. So, please, if you're here, you can come off, um, come off on camera. So, Shoray, Emeka, Abby, and Jennifer, and me, because um, I'm also part of the Careers team. You can come on, just introduce ourselves to you guys. So we're a team of how many would I say? We're five, yes. So we're five in the team and we're here to help you when it comes to career guidance, CV reviews, interview, prep, application, questions, reviews, LinkedIn optimization, anything to do with that, you know, that basket of careers and anything you want that we can do, please, because of course (laughs) we can't stretch ourselves to thin, but we're here to help thank you so much everybody i hope you have a great evening and a great weekend as well as always we are here to help you for anything and of course anything is very big but i think truthfully we are so whether it's school whether it's a careers, or just even just you how are you you know and you want to talk to somebody call me not anytime but call me <laughs> Um but yeah, so thank you very much and take care guys. Have a great evening.
0: Bye. This is This is is our
1: hashtag. Hashtag do with others.